Welcome back to the Pocha playlist. I can't believe we are already in December. Only a few more episodes left in 2022. Yeah, happy holidays, everybody. I don't know. Well, this isn't coming out anytime close to Christmas, but I feel like there's Hanukkah. There's a lot of celebrations happening everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> happens every year. We released today, I guess. Well, this episode is going to be released tomorrow, but today we put out our final Patreon episode. Jenny, do you want to entice the listeners with what happened in yeah. the recording? Yeah. Oh, man. So there's a K-drama that came out, I think, earlier this year. It's called Soundtrack Number no. 1. Um, has a lot of huge uh, actor, actresses. The main are Han So-hee and Park Kin-chik, who we love, both of them. Um, and it was, like, super short, four-episode K-drama on Disney+. Plus. So we talked about that on our Patreon episode. I will say that this K-drama was... When we were trying to rank it, it definitely had the widest spread of where we wanted. Like somebody wanted it first, someone wanted it last, and someone wanted it in the middle. So I think right now it's ranked as number seven on our list. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to check out our Patreon episode, you can you know find our link for Patreon, um, and you can basically support us, and then you get to listen to this episode and kind of uh, see where we landed on yeah. it. <laughs> I think all three of us were pretty surprised at like how big of a difference like yeah. one of us reelected, the other one really didn't and then the other one was like right in the middle yeah so it was very interesting to see our thoughts about that it's weird though because i'm we're not gonna say who had which pick but with you, you gave away the ranking of number seven so it yeah. just sounds like the person who wanted it in the middle one i guess but <laughs> i don't think anyone won no everyone no lost one in this yeah. one. no one yeah no one really won <laughs> I guess if if you if you don't listen to the Patreon episodes and you only listen to the regular episodes, I would say Little Woman is probably the one where we had the most debate. Uh, I actually think Narco Saints also had some debate. I know Andy wanted it really high and Jenny bit, wanted yeah. it a little bit lower, but this one was like end to end, yeah. <laughs> yeah. black and white it's, on this one. It's kind of crazy because, like, I mean, that's how it is for a lot of these K drama shows. Like, sometimes you just either you hate it, you don't like it, and that's just like you know, at the end of the day, it just comes up to personal preference. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, I feel yeah. like that's why this podcast is good because all three of us, I feel like, have like similar tastes and different tastes when it comes to these K-dramas. And I feel like we are all very good about accepting other people's opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, because on the Patreon episode, we mentioned we should get a fourth opinion from our ex-Pocha um, member. Ex I did ask him because he did finish it. Oh. He really liked it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All so right. <laughs> only we know who who were, yeah. wanted it where, but I will say Terry really liked it. Only us and our Patreon listeners know exactly <laughs> how what went down on that episode. Yeah. So. yeah, part of me was like, really that much, Terry? <laughs> but he he said it was great. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Well, anybody who watched the K drama, um, do let us know your thoughts. Um, and if you listen to our Patreon episode, let us know who you agree with. I guess, um, but it'll be fun to know what our listeners think as well. I've asked in the Discord with our current ranking, like how you would re-rank it, and I think I've gotten a lot of um, different results. Mm. It seems like a lot of people have different opinions, which is great. I yeah. like it. I still think we could do much more with the ranking instead of one list i mean andy should have his own list i should have my own list you should have yours you know yeah, fair mm -hmm. enough, fair maybe enough. next year maybe we watched same. a lot this weekend we did. jenny i don't know why we just had nothing else to do 
<laughs> like we have so much to do normally. <laughs> um, so we watch a lot of Korean movies. So we watch Confidential Assignment 2. Um, so I think the first one came out a while back. This is with Hyunbin. And actually we saw the main female lead kind of recently in Big Mouth. She is the wife of Big Mouth. Minnie. Uh, Minnie. Uh, also, I think her name is Yuna, right? From... A girl's generation but anyhow so we watched confidential assignment 2 it was very funny i kind of forgot that confidential assignment movie things were like action comedy i, I don't it's a remember buddy cop thing yeah buddy cop genre. yeah i don't know if you remember we ranked not ranked we, we ranked? reviewed the the first one did we really how many years ago was this i think it was the first year i remember terry had watched it or maybe you and i had watched it we got talked you, about it on you. the podcast for sure so Hyunbin has always been a gorgeous, gorgeous man. And he actually had a kid recently with um, his lovely wife, who we saw both of them in Crash Landing. But anyways, but in the confidential assignment too, we got a new hot guy in there, um, Daniel Henney. He's not new. He's been around for I a mean, long time. He's been time. around, but he has, he's new in this movie franchise, I guess. And man, he's a good looking guy. There was a scene <laughs> where like, you know, it's like treating Hyunbin's wound or whatever. And she's like, oh, poor you, whatever. And then Daniel Henney walks in the room. She immediately looks at him, just jaw drops, like whatever <laughs> gauze she was trying to put on Hyunbin's face on the ground. And she was like, oh my God. Do you know <laughs> who that like, is, Andy? No, I don't. You don't know who Daniel Henney is? He, he's just a beautiful beautiful man i think i don't know for sure i think he's hoppa is he hoppa he looks hoppa i don't know too much about it his name sounds like, hoppa like, yeah maybe. yeah henny uh henny. yeah it must be hoppa means like half asian half caucasian yeah i'm trying to think i think he is but oh, <laughs> yeah. anyways he, he's been around for a long time and he is a gorgeous man and hyunbin's good looking i'm not saying that daniel henny's better looking than hyunbin but different got taste. me thinking yeah different flavor of ice cream yeah you know? for sure for sure brandon and i usually try not to watch things on you know non-legal site i don't know if it's legal illegal whatever but just like you know streaming sites you typically try to stick with like the the core four or five streaming sites. But this one we had to find online. Um, and I will say, do not recommend because the subtitles are like really, really, really bad. It's not that they're bad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure what happened was they just like, it's like they put it into Google Translate yeah, because yeah, yeah. the word was correct, but just not it's, used correctly. It was just so, it was so weird. And you know, in like Asian language, you'll say bird but you don't actually mean bird when yeah. you use it this way it says something else yeah yeah it's so, very like, weird because like i guess like wild. sometimes there's like oh like what the gangsters call each other like hey kind of like you little brat but on the subs it was like hey baby <laughs> i was like mm, <laughs> that's not right but anyhow do not recommend um fine legit subtitles but that was our first movie what was the second one brandon do you want to give the intro oh we watched roundup i had already seen it it's uh, the outlaws 2 so main character is madong Huck or Don Lee, he's just cop catching bad guys, and we have Mr. Gu as the bad guy in this one, and he is in Vietnam and he kidnaps Korean tourists for ransom. And that's yeah. all I gotta say. It was a wild movie. I remember right before we watched it, I was like, I really hope Mr. Gu bulks up because when you stand on screen next to Don Lee, Ma Dong-suk, you know, you're going to look puny and man, Mr. Goo really bulked up. And so when I saw it in theaters, I was super happy and I mm -hmm. told Jenny and then we ended up watching it. Yeah. And we saw it on, on Vicky, right? And it's for rent on Vicky right now. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like it? 
I thought it was funny. I, I also wasn't expecting it to be comedy as much. I thought it was just going to be like hardcore action. I feel like a lot of modern sock movies are like very gritty. Um, but this one was funny. It was good. I mean, there's a lot of blood and knives, but a little buddy cop vibes on this one as well. So it was it was fun. I enjoyed Which it. Which one did you like more? I think I like Roundup better. Um, Confidential Assignment, I felt like got a little wild. Um I mean, both are great movies, but I think I enjoyed Roundup. Plus, Mr. Gula is great as well. So, I think a lot of people like the Korean movies, and so mm-hmm. I think we should also have a separate movie list as well. Oh, a Probably movie can't do like 2022 lists because we watch old stuff too, yeah. but a movie ranking would be Just fun. Poach a playlist movie ranking. Yeah, yeah. Could be fun. All right. We'll keep that in the books as well. 2023 is coming up. We'll do more things next year. <laughs> do you want to talk... Lastly, do you want to talk about your depressing food one? Oh, yeah, sure. I wasn't even going to talk about that one, but um, it's called Recipe for Farewell. Um, it's also on Vicky. It's a really sad show, like Brandon mentioned. It's basically about this, like, um, I guess, I don't know if exactly to do divorce, but like this wife who has a terminal illness. Um, so she brings her ex-husband potentially back into her life to kind of, you know, take care of her. And he's just kind of this easygoing kind of I don't know how to describe him like a little airheaded guy um and he's learning how to cook for the first time and so we watched like the first episode and basically he's just trying to figure out how to make things healthy but his food like has he's very bad with food he's like putting you know bird-eyed chilies into like noodles with no salt or soy sauce and you're like but um but it seems interesting and I think it's a good one for people who just want to like feel something you know um but yeah you emphasize the food but it's also about like a family healing together in a time of like (laughs) yeah yeah, a health scare so there's that angle too it's not the him learning to cook is not the main focus i feel like it kind of is i don't know a lot of the first episode was just about him learning how to make things but i think with the intent that it's like of love you know um but yeah also a, a pretty good drama it's on vicky if anybody wants to check it out yeah we watched a lot. Um, should we right, get right into Reborn Rich? Yeah, let's do it. Cheers! All right, so Reborn Rich. So this week we'll be talking about episode four to six for Reborn Rich. Um, so I think we have a little bit of a nickname update. So we had some trouble last week with Vincenzo and like, you know, the first version, second version. So I'm making an executive decision to just say, the second Vincenzo, aka the reborn Vincenzo, we'll just call him like Vincenzo R before reborn. Is everyone on board with that? Wait, I thought we we're doing A and B. I feel like the A and B got so confusing because who comes first and who comes second, technically? Okay, so reborn or Vincenzo R. Yes, and then just Vincenzo normal. Um, and then one of our listeners had a really fun nickname suggestion. So I think for CEO, um, they said that he kind of looks like Colonel Sanders. So. I propose we call him Colonel because of the glasses a little bit. Kentucky Fried Chicken Colonel Sanders? I, yeah, I think so. Oh, wow. Overridden? No, that's fine. Go I like it. it. Let's Colonel? Do it. Okay. Okay. So I guess just the basic, I guess, direction that this K-drama has been going. So I think episodes four through six got very technical um, and very, very much technical. in the financial investment side, which I don't know if I was necessarily expecting it to go so far into that. Um, but essentially, Vincenzo R is like 
basically becoming an investing god in this past because he has knowledge of every single thing that's going to happen in the future. So for example, he's investing in Amazon because he knows that like, oh, it's just a book company that's going to become a global superstar. So it's just like those kind of things are popping up, which is fun and I enjoy it. Um, but I do think the first focus um, is kind of this bidding war that goes down between, I guess, Vincenzo's little little group and then you have the normal Sunya and gang group and then you kind of have like even the family members kind of messing around over here. So I think the lay down is everyone's fighting each other and I think last week somebody had mentioned like, oh, you know, I feel like all of the siblings respect the dad but based off of what's going on with this whole scenario what are everyone's thoughts on the family and kind of where everyone stands yeah it does sound like some of the siblings are starting to feel like like last week i think we talked about like oh look it looks like everyone's appreciating each other and everyone's like not really being that catty but oh no people are starting to be catty especially the the younger sister the one the younger brother the one in the glasses mm -hmm. uh and also the, like the sister too she's feeling like some type of way as well but uh, yeah, it sounds like some people are just being little, doing some shady business in the background. Yeah, they're definitely starting to do more shady business like Oyun's character. Spectacles. He, <laughs> spectacles. He goes off and he joins sides with the rival bidding company. I mean, that's... I bad. think he should be kicked out of the family. I mean, that's really <laughs> bad. But it's so weird when you grow up in such a business-oriented family. Yeah. I mean colonel's literally like what type of businessman would you be if you chose your family over a good business mm -hmm. he was yeah. like fuck it yeah were you <laughs> yeah, surprised I think he was like he was like oh this is good good practice because like i mean if your own business is not failing you got to figure out how to save your own business or even just save your own ass uh, yeah. so you just got to go and what's the best way to save your business as opposed to like i can see the frustration of colonel sanders the ceo mm -hmm. on um on the on his like the eldest son the vice president mm, uh, yeah. just because like it just sounds like he's just not really doing anything everything he does is just kind of like um safe it's it's very safe bets and it's never anything like you have to like, if you're in that position of power you kind of have to like take risks it sounds like he's not really doing stuff like that so i can see why uh colonel sanders is getting really mad at him yeah it's a little weird because if we skip ahead a few episodes his daughter wants her husband to become um, a politician a politician yeah. and I, it, mm -hmm. overall it seems like he becomes the mayor of Seoul and I, he, he kind of did it without the colonel's help I also feel like colonel would have a similar mindset like alright props to you I mean your husband's now the mayor of Seoul like you did it without yeah. my help there has to be some level of proud you mm -hmm. know father feeling that he has towards mm -hmm. her his his daughter doing that don't yeah. you think I, I mean i would hope so but i do feel like with colonel like the way he views all of his kids are kind of different and almost feels like with the daughter he's like i don't want you to be a politician's daughter and you know kind of get into politician's all of that wife a politician's wife i apologize um and he in a way it almost feels like he wants her just to stay his daughter and that's the title he wants to present in the world and not you know this is the mayor of Seoul's wife or anything like that you know so yeah. I feel like that's why he's so negative about it plus like I can imagine maybe he's you know like he's a dad he has a soft spot for his only like girl in the family I don't know he also yeah, just that's... hates politicians to begin with <laughs> yeah he <laughs> hates fair. politicians but I feel like that's kind of weird because like he's at the end of the day he is a businessman over like a father than everything else uh, at his core and so wouldn't he want like a family member to become the mayor because that would help his business like grow essentially a lot better so that was very interesting 
to me that he was just so opposed to it. I feel like it if it was his own son doing it, maybe it was one thing, but because it's, you know, obviously son-in-law and right off the bat, he's already the son-in-law is already siding it seems like with Miracle Investment, so yeah. mm-hmm. there's no loyalty really there. Yeah. Well, they basically just paid him off in, in <laughs> yeah. sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's so funny that uh he seems so like meek and so like timid. Uh, towards the, the CEO <laughs> and also like even to Vincenzo too he's just so like timid and then when he goes on camera he has that like his d- whole demeanor just yeah. changes <laughs> he has a game it's face funny. poker face yeah yeah, yeah for sure funny. all right who do you like which child do you guys think that the dad colonel hates the most as of episode six? Oh, oldest for sure oldest for sure oldest. still yeah. even over spectacles in Korean fam no because in Korean family mm-hmm it's like one of those things where you can't be disappointed if you you didn't have expectations anyway. Mm. And in Korean families, the oldest son has the most expectations placed mm-hmm. on you. Mm. And so whenever he makes even a small mistake, it makes it seem that much greater. I see. I versus see. someone else that like, oh, my second, my third, my fourth son, you know, yeah. you're not my firstborn son. I see. And I, I actually loved this line. This was, I think it was in the first three episodes. The other rival motor company said, look behind me. And he shows like his four or five sons. Oh, yeah. He's like, these are an extension of me. But yeah. behind you, you have no one. Oh, that's such a To bird. a Korean father, that's got to be the worst <laughs> diss I could think of. Oh, for sure. That's so sad. They're like, that cuts so deep. So yeah, I do think the oldest son is not in his good graces. And I think there's going to be issues with VIP and his son, the anger management guy. What do we, do we have a nickname for angry him? Angry boy. He's angry, just angry boy. boy. I think they're going to have some issues. You think between um, the VP and his son, they're going to have issues as well? Because, yeah, I mean, I feel uh-huh. like we already know what's going to happen because we started with present timeline. But could you imagine if history got rewritten where the succession plan skipped the VP and just yeah. went straight to his oh son. Gosh, Imagine right? yeah. the insanity. That is pretty wild. Yeah. He did do something really bad, though, and this is all because of Vincenzo R. He remembered IMF. If you guys remember mm-hmm. 2521, yeah. IMF was a, le- was a legit a issue. Crisis, yeah. And mm-hmm. he basically used all of the company's cash. They they levered themselves to to try to win this bid, and then IMF happened. I mean, that's yeah. and they're just in so much debt, and they can't take out any more <laughs> loans. Like that is the worst thing, right, for a company. Biggest egg on the VP's face. <laughs> Andy, do you agree with Brandon? Do you think the VP is the most hated child? <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think Brandon basically just nailed it, just because like. Because he has so much expectation, he's the only one that has expectations. Mm-hmm. The daughter has no expectations. I think the other contention would probably be the youngest son. But mm-hmm. I think Movie in Ter- yeah, I think in Colonel Sanders' mind, like obviously he does not like the youngest son. He's more like the the problem child, I guess is what he say. But like I think he kind of just ruled it out and was like, okay, I have no expectations for you anymore. So I don't, you're not you're not even you're even, you're past my disappointment. You're just a, you're just moo in my life, kind wash. of a thing. Yeah, you're washed. You're just whatever. So I think it's more mm-hmm. the first son. Yeah, got you. I I can see that. I would have thought that the second son. I, I guess it's kind of like you can't hate him that much, like what we said earlier, because he technically is 
doing things in a businessy way. But there was a another line with the same rival um, CEO in the Hanbok, which, by the way, I think the rival CEO is supposed to be like Hyundai Motors or something like that. Um, That's what my mom said. My mom said that guy's supposed to be Hyundai because the CEO wears a Hanbok. And in history, the CEO of Hyundai always wore a hanbok as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So anyways, I think he's great because he's like poking Colonel in all the right ways. But essentially, he was like, dude, if like my son did what your second son Spectacles did, like he wouldn't be like by my side anymore. He was like kind of making fun of him. And I was like, I feel like if some my rival person said that to me, I might hate that son a little bit more too, you know? I don't know. No? It, we're just not like that level of business mindset that's true, i guess that's true. i do think though if we skip forward to how the last scene ended where the major shareholder of miracle mm-hmm. who is vincenzo r finally sits down across from his grandfather i feel like the grandfather will respect the hustle oh you think so his own son went against like went to another rival company to win the bid what is yeah. vincenzo r doing that's that different I mm-hmm. guess it makes me a little bit sad because I kind of wished for Colonel and Vincenzo R to have at least a decent relationship, mainly because like Vincenzo, like original Vincenzo in the future, I feel like he always looked up to Colonel, like just as a person, like it seems like they had some flashbacks of his past, like he worked, you know, just in the warehouses for Sun Yang when he was growing up, you know, and he like bought the auto or he saw the autobiography and took it and from there it seems like he just held on to the ceo's every word um and even in these couple episodes it feels like vincenzo's like trying to egg you know colonel into the right direction like don't you make righteous decisions like that kind of thing and colonel's response is always just like nah like it's all about the money you know it's kind of sad no i think uh, vincenzo definitely re- uh, respects um colonel sanders like i in my mindset i don't think colonel sanders is like an evil character as of yet mm. and i think i think vincenzo definitely as a grudge as his revenge is not towards colonel sanders it's towards the family members that are trying to mm. take power in secession and colonel sanders is not the root of the problem it's the rest of his children so he's not like his revenge is trying to succeed, like take over the company, not to like go against the grandfather, but to help protect kind of the, the CEO in mm. a sense. That's what I'm kind of seeing it as opposed to like going against revenge of against the Sun Yang gang as general. It's more against the uncles and the you know the, those in power, not the grandfather. Got yeah, you. Andy kind of nailed the first part um, that I was going to mention. I, I, I don't see Colonel as a villain. Mm. He's, he's a ruthless businessman. But that doesn't mean he's a villain in my book. You don't get to where he is. What is, isn't Samsung like 20% of Korea's GDP or whatever? I mean, that's insane. Like you, you obviously have to make some hard decisions. But when you add in the slush fund and the, uh, Gyanus, what what's the name of the Sun Ying backwards? Sun Ying backwards. Like if anyone could just figure that out. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's linked to the company it sort of has a play into what happens to Vincenzo R and Vincenzo's real mom, or I guess Vincenzo's Vincenzo's mom mom, and her passing away. So I was actually thinking that the Colonel didn't know that that was going on. But at the last scene, when he's being confronted by the new mayor of Seoul, Mm -hmm. it seems like the Colonel did know that that was happening. Yeah. That could push him into enemy territory. What do you guys think? Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I do think they try to redeem Colonel as much as they can in the K-drama. And I do think it's one of those things where even as a front, he might be like, of course I know what's going on with everything in my company when that's not truly the case. Because yeah. like, if you guys remember earlier on, there was the whole backstory of the company and how like Colonel started the company by like delivering rice. And he literally capitalized on having delivery trucks for rice and then went on and on and on. And it's like, you kind of respect the old man for that kind of thing. So I feel like yeah. to then throw him into the boat of like, he's a villain i feel like they wouldn't be doing both or maybe just making him a well-rounded villain but i think it just um, depends on what i mean eventually we're we're gonna have to narrow down what vincenzo r's main goal is and if his main goal is getting revenge or avenging his mother's death death. Mm -hmm. it has to be the ceo then it has to be colonel then but angry boy he's really sus and he's also working with the colonel to do some more shady business it seems like at at the construction company i almost feel like he's doing that just with his dad like Mm -hmm. it didn't seem like he was working with the colonel directly on those kind of things like he he went up to the dad and brought up the slush fund and stuff and i don't think you know i don't think vp was talking to colonel about it after i think it was just between vp and angry boy Mm -hmm. yeah i think the colonel just wanted the land to just develop it because it's Mm -hmm. a good investment and Mm -hmm. that's what he wanted whereas um the angry boy he just wanted to like do that for the slush fund i see i see yeah because they were they were scoping out they being the colonel and angry boy i mean Mm -hmm. they were scoping out the land for i think it was called the news horror project or something like that so i just assumed colonel was in on it um, I don't know how think, the dad's yeah. going to play in the VP because it seemed like the last interaction that Angry Boy and the VP had was kind of sour. It was kind of like, watch your back, dad. I'm coming after you or something like mm-hmm. that. It was weird. Yeah, I don't know. They always had like a weird relationship. And I feel like Angry Boy's character is very, very ominous. Like there was a scene where I think, you know, he was like in his bedroom and his mom was talking to him. And he has just the fakest smile plastered on his face. And the moment the mom leaves, he like just really angry face right away and i was like whoa like you're kind of psycho and i think he's maybe the true villain of this show so i, I can definitely so. see like him butting heads with just even everyone else in sunyi and gang doesn't but he I, remind I, you of pak jisang from little woman though the dad oh, a little yeah. bit yeah just like he... creepy guy <laughs> mm-hmm. i really like how um he just hangs out with vincenzo r like when they're they were like just chilling in front of the house or like yeah. he's cleaning his golf clubs and he's just like telling him everything he's yeah. like you know we gotta make sure you gotta watch over this you gotta watch out for these people kind of a thing mm-hmm. it just sounds like they have a relatively like healthy relationship between cousins yeah it's weird though how many times people are gonna ask vincenzo r oh do you have any interest in the family business everyone's tiptoeing around that and mm-hmm. it seemed like as soon as vincenzo r opens the door to meet his grandfather as the head of Miracle, he's pretty much putting his hat into the ring. Yeah. It's just another reason why I feel like the colonel might be excited. Like, oh, my grandson is interested in business. Mm. Maybe, maybe not. I was going to ask, since last week we gave some predictions about who kind of took out Vincenzo R. And original Vincenzo plus the Dutch fund. But I was going to say with this new update about Vincenzo R. kind of going head to head with Colonel. Does anybody think that Colonel is now the person who took him out in the past? I don't think he, I, I don't think he can kill his own grandson. You don't think mm. so? Okay. Well, he did have that like one spiel saying that like, Oh, you know, the only way to get forward in life about business is like um, when you make enemies, even if it's like, you know, your family members or people that, you know, you just got to cut them out in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Did so he that, say it like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
think yeah. that was in a Drake rap um, about her, you know. I don't know if it was Jeez, in no, he, I'm just he, kidding. He said, he said that in like one of the lines towards uh, Vincenzo and yeah. then Vincenzo's like, oh, okay. No, no, I, I know what you're talking about. I feel like he gives a lot of like very cutthroat advice like that. So I mm-hmm. totally, totally see it. All right. Let's talk about love. Oh, <laughs> I like love. Is love. anyone kind of surprised at the lack of the lovey doveyness in this show? I mean, it's I, I like it. Like well, for our listeners, like to... I work in finance, so I like this. But mm-hmm. they're no trying love. to like they're trying to force. I feel like right now they're trying to force the love line right yeah. now because they they have like this really strong finance section, and then like randomly they would have these scenes of the. I'm talking about the love lines between Vincenzo and. Uh, uh, the Grim Reaper girl. Yeah. yeah. It, I think that... I want to say the writing is not making Grim Reaper seem like a reliable and dependable love interest for mm-hmm. Vincenzo R. Like, the only interactions we've had is either him hitting on her <laughs> or, like, her getting mad that, like, he's not, you know, giving Responding her detection. Or, yeah. yeah, and it's like, it doesn't give me the sense of, like, oh, I'm rooting for them. It's kind of like, okay, cool, there's a connection, we'll see where it goes, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the other person in contention for his love is a little bit more interesting. The daughter um, of the newspaper Yes, company. so she is, in the future, it kind of sucks that we know this already happens, but she is um, Angry Boy's fiance slash wife in the future. But it seems like this is the time period where her and Angry Boy kind of first get to know each other, and she almost seems more interested in Vincenzo mm-hmm. R, which I think she's very very gorgeous and i feel like she's a very interesting character to kind of put her hat in the ring i thought you were gonna say i think she's making the right choice because some drinking is way better <laughs> i mean also that is true <laughs> she's also a really smart person in general too mm-hmm. she's like i know in the in the past or like in episodes one and two we knew that she was a little bit conniving but in this like these past two episodes wow she's very um she's on top of it like i feel like she's yeah. more yeah. on top of it than a lot of the other people in the sh- in the show it seemed like she already picked up that Vincenzo was Vincenzo R was Miracles a, a better candidate, basically. Well, no, I think she already knew that he was involved with the Miracle Investment guy, yeah. and they were oh, trying yeah. to take over the company because she comes to her his campus and gives him the newspaper yeah. with that angle. So she yeah. had to have known that it would trigger him, yeah, and he immediately sure, runs sure. away. So she's yeah. like, "All right, confirmed." <laughs> and then when Angry Boy goes to like visit her at that like boat, the yacht, and he just looks so sleazy. It's a good <laughs> word. I feel bad saying it, but he I does know. look kind of sleep. It's that smile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I and just... he's like, you want to get married? I was like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> it makes me kind of sad that they do end up together. Like, I kind of liked her as, like, kind of this independent gal who's like, I'm not going to get my future written for me, you know? Because she went up to Angry Boy and was like, I don't want you as my husband. Mm-hmm. Like, tell your family to call it off. I'm like, I'm not going to wait for my family to set me up. So I was like kind of excited to see her kind of spin things in a positive direction um but well, i don't know we'll see i think what we need to talk about next is can you rewrite history though so because you just said we mm-hmm. know that they get together yeah but we know that vincenzo r has sort of changed history already has he though truly because the mom still has died the, the mom, mom still, still died. died but the dad his Vincenzo's dad yeah. never lost his job then in the new timeline. Right, I'd like to that's call true. It. That's, that's true. true. Yeah. So certain things can be changed. Yeah, but like major events 
are still saying the same in a way. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It is getting a little bit more confusing. I thought last week my prediction was firmly like everything is going to happen exactly the way that it's supposed to happen after Vincenzo R gets reborn into this world. But it does seem like small details haven't been adjusted with his involvement. So the employee retention yeah. program yeah. took place. So the father, I think, never lost his job. Yeah. And then. The original way the mother passed away, I think, was she sees her husband getting beat up on live TV. So it's she heart attack yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. But now yeah. in the new timeline, she actually passes away in a different way. So I don't even know if you want to count that as like changing history. Like the outcome yeah. was still the same, but the method was different. Well, I guess. I don't know. Because they haven't really explained like what happened before and what happened after. Like, um, for example, Miracle. Like he's involved in Miracle. He basically brought the Miracle guy over to Korea mm-hmm. and... In the past, did Miracle even come to Korea and start investing in on these projects? And for example, did um, Eyeshadow Girls, Eyeshadow, Eyeshadow Girls' husband, the prosecutor that oh. is now the mayor, was mm-hmm. he actually a mayor back in the day as well too? Right, right. Um, so they That's never true. did like a, they don't do any flashbacks in that aspect to see like, oh, in the past they actually. That he was maybe he actually was a mayor in the past too. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. Does anybody think that the best case scenario for Vincenzo R is that somehow he can get reverse reincarnated back into his original body and then just continue living his life there? Like, I think- is it maybe is it like the opposite of Mr. Queen? Where like he's in a coma right now and he's just yeah, gonna wake up and he goes back because I think one of us said it like yeah. are we gonna go back to present time? I feel like we might because I don't see how because okay I will say the pacing of this K drama is very very fast like we went from baby Vincenzo you know hardcore Vincenzo making deals behind the scene now making deals with the grandpa to his face like all mm-hmm. in the span of like what six episodes. Not so- only that I told Jenny. Because we saw from Little Woman, being elected mayor takes some time. Yeah. So even the husband now becoming mayor, that had to have been, what, six, nine months? Yeah, for sure. He has to be done least. with law school at this point. Yeah, so I definitely feel like timing is fast. So I don't know how we're going to get to episode 16 just based off of the old timeline. I feel like there's going to be a jump into the, I guess, quote-unquote, present time. Or is there a third timeline? A third timeline? It's like... It's like every episode is basically like a year, year and a half. Yeah, has That's to how be. It feels it's almost like yeah. business. You work. You work in construction. You should know <laughs> to get these bids and things built, and yeah, that yeah. takes a long it takes time. A while. Like, it takes a I think while. it was only five minute span of when they're trying to buy out the the steel company, mm-hmm. and then the and then the eyeshadow girl approached the VP guy and he's like oh I'll give you 50 million and then literally the next like minute he's like oh um, Sun Yang Gang acquires steel company <laughs> <laughs> like right, right away I was yeah. like oh it's so fast which I actually really like the pacing because I feel like with these kind of dramas whenever the pacing gets dragged out like if they spent mm-hmm. three episodes on the steel case I would have been like ugh boring yeah, you let's know? move on go to the next step yeah, yeah. exactly I, I agree. so I think it's good but we should do a check a pulse check because startup for example was like the last really businessy one that i can remember but it had the love line it had the grandma and it had everything else going for it but this one is truly just a business drama at least that's how i'm watching it i could see it being kind of dry for people who don't like that stuff how is how is it for you two Andy, you can go first. <laughs> it's it's Uh-oh. entertaining so far. I, I do like the pacing where like every year, I do like the history a little bit behind it too. Uh, it's just like, you know, the IMF uh, like stuff like that. And then just they talk about the financial side of the stuff. I, I, it's entertaining to me. 
I do think the technicality part is fun. Like, I do have a lot of fun watching Vincenzo get his wins, you know, like just Mm -hmm. figuring out all these smart ways to go about it. But I do think that the emotional aspect is missing a little bit. Like the love lines, I just don't think is being executed very strongly. And maybe that's supposed to be the case. But if we're assuming that Grim Reaper in the future is truly so Grim Reaper-like because she loved, you know, Vincenzo R that much and then something happened to him i feel like they really need to play that up because i at this point i don't know why that would be such a big impact because it's not you know really hitting me that hard um and then with the family thing like vincenzo hard trying to help his family my mm-hmm. only critique is like his immediate like his mother sorry and- yeah like his original family oh, not oh, oh. um mm-hmm. not like the sun yang family but his original family i feel like he could be doing more if you really wanted to I agree, yeah. Just like, give them cash in a freaking yeah, manila like, envelope, leave it on their yeah, doorstep. Yeah, like, just buy the restaurant, like, earlier before IMF, ha- or give them a heads up that IMF is happening. He's doing things yeah. in such a roundabout yeah. way. He's like, I am going to approach <laughs> an investment manager yeah. to acquire my father's company so he yeah. doesn't lose his job. Like, So then his mom will die, yeah. basically. Right? <laughs> like, Bro, bro, like you're going about it in such a difficult way. Like, just buy the comp, like buy the you know restaurant, slip a couple hundred thousand dollars under the table. Why doesn't he just buy the the block that the the building is built on? Say, hey, random two people that I'd never met. Yeah, you guys don't have to buy worry about rent forever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or small things like small, that. Small, yeah. Like, rent is tough, man. When you're not making <laughs> rent, it's tough on you. And so, like, just don't make that a problem for her if you're worried she's going to die. He's worried about his mom, <laughs> so then he had to have everyone at that company yeah. keep their jobs. Yeah. Which I'm like, good for you, Vincenzo. You're a righteous justice man, but, like, dude, like, it's really your And I feel bad for the power shares guy. He's like, I am a corporate raider. He's like, I yeah. find distress companies, I load them with debt, and I do a turnaround business, and I sell it for profit. Yeah. Why do I need to keep these employees? Yeah. I mean, that's very like, rational to. thing. Stands too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought, like, his whole family situation in episode five, it just felt so dry, or, like, it, there wasn't that much emotion to it. Like, you find out his mom dying, like, that should be a very emotional, like, episode. And yeah. for me, when I watched it, I was like, oh. Okay, yeah. I guess. It was just like, I don't know. Like, he's doing too many things, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, you can't make me feel that he, him and this girl need to together, get together, but then he's not really trying for that. But then also, you know, he really cares about his mom, but he's not doing anything directly to help the mom. And, like, I'm sure maybe there's just a distance he needs to keep, you know, because he's not really part of that family anymore. But I don't know. I'm just like, the emotional parts aren't hitting, and I don't know if it's just like execution um but i am enjoying the financial kind of investment Mm -hmm. side so maybe i think i just need to focus on the right things wait if you were reincarnated into the past into a different body and you knew how your family grew up i'm not saying it's good or bad but you knew you know your upbringing you wouldn't try to help your family in any way let's say you were really rich yeah for sure of course i just want to get at like is it weird that he's so involved and you and i talked a lot about it like is Do you still hold the feeling that that is still your mom, you know? I I do think it's one of those things where, like, I would want to help that family, like, my old family, just because I know what, like, everybody in that family would go through. And in in Vincenzo's case, like, he knew how traumatizing all these events would be for his family. So Mm -hmm. it's like, 
if if money was the biggest problem for you guys back in the day, mm-hmm. I feel like that could be a simple way to help out. Yeah, and it's not like he doesn't have the ability to slip away to interact with them at all. <laughs> he's. I honestly think I think he's the richest individual on paper in Korea. Yeah, absolutely. He's the majority shareholder he of Amazon. Amazon. Like, yeah. He's basically <laughs> Korean Jeff Bezos, right? Like, <laughs> it's like, at this point, I don't know the market cap situation. Couldn't he just outright buy Sunyang at this point? He bought a donut shop before he bought his mom's <laughs> soup shop. <laughs> like... Dude, like I, I, I get it. Like you have to oh, make no. the now point to the power. Now we're into ridiculous territory. <laughs> like, All right, don't why know. don't we? Don't fine, why doesn't fine. he just say, "Hey, random kid, I'm gonna sponsor you to go to college, so your mom doesn't have to worry about yeah, that." Right? Small mm-hmm. things like yeah. that. But then I think he looks exactly like how he did. <laughs> That's the other thing. <laughs> Remember when he goes and he has to like hide under yeah, yeah. his hat because they casted the same character. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to play out. But anyways. Right, we got too goofy for we a got second. Let's reel it back. Reel it back. Reel I, I, I like the drama. I'm not trying to shit on the drama. I just, that's my one bone that I wanted to pick was like, come on. What's going on with this family thing? But <laughs> What if he just got his dad, his, his real dad, another uh-huh. job somewhere else? Yeah, yeah, right? You can do exactly what you do at that company. Why don't you do it at PowerShares yeah. instead? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> you be the janitor at Power Shoes. We'll give you we'll health insurance. Shop. Like we'll give like your wife health insurance, so you guys can go get yearly we'll checkups. We'll pay you a livable, yeah. a livable salary. Yeah, you can. Oh. I will sponsor your yearly health checks, like so you don't have any issues. Like I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, moving on. It's a good drama. I enjoy it. That's that. That was my only little little thing. I think we have to do an update on predictions. I feel like a lot of people's might want to change now that we have more information mm. yeah i think last week i don't think i gave anything for slush fund but right now i'm like 100 percent sure that angry boys angry slush Boy. fund lord mm. for this job. slush fund lord like he's opening as many slush funds as he can with just well, sun yang in reverse yeah just all different versions like his sy i, I, I wouldn't be surprised if um spectacles created his own slush fund too because we know that he's a little mm. bit sketch now so he probably like it's not in the open we do know that uh, angry boy he just straight up and said we need to create a slush fund at this point who doesn't have a slush fund yeah. you know who doesn't is vincenzo's real family doesn't have a slush yeah. fund <laughs> you know, just he create one for them a slush fund for them yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. So I'm I had sorry. to explain to Jenny what a yeah. slush fund He also was. had to explain to me what a paper company was. But now I know. But I do not ask you to regurgitate because I don't think I comprehend it. Um, I will probably stick with mine. I think I'm just going to double down. I'm going to do what Andy did last time. I'm just going to double down that Vincenzo is on top of everything. And by the 16th episode, it will all make sense. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised. Let's just assume this timeline doesn't like merge with the other timeline somehow. In this timeline that we're seeing, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the new colonel of Sun Yang. Ooh. I think I think he wants to take over the company, why not? Yeah. So that is his little slush fund. Well, one side note too, when you're talking about side uh, slush fund for Vincenzo, do you remember in the first episode where Vincenzo uh, Vin- Vin- Vincenzo's R's mom comes up into the meeting and says like I have I have uh, funds I have the extra you need my vote because I have the remaining uh, shareholder mm. like money mm-hmm. right so maybe that is the slush fund that Vincenzo created that you that you're talking about Brandon oh you know maybe what? I understood that ro- differently but could be I just thought like 
none of the family members have more voting shares than the other, just so not one can dominate. But if you mm-hmm. grant someone else your shares, then they'll have more. Mm-hmm. Well, but like that family is kind of the banished family, so why yeah. would she have shares yeah, in the first true. place, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, weird. I think Vincenzo R is a baby. Didn't he negotiate that a little bit for his family? Like they get some. Yeah, they were Could like be. invite him, invite my family to all the dinners, mm. that kind of thing. I don't know, maybe. Okay, not to get goofy again, but it, if there's there's one character I would love to just honorable mention. <laughs> no, no, I hope you guys know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Chicken boy. Yeah. <laughs> my goodness, is he just there for comedic? Effect or I like, think so. Is He's he supposed great. to be someone that I, I don't know from the? He has to. He has to be representing some famous artist, right? That Just we don't know about. H O T. I don't know. Soteji. I don't know. <laughs> Just old school <laughs> Korean like pop star. <laughs> when Andy mentioned it, when um, Angry Boy and Vincenzo would just hang out in the living room, (laughs) Chicken Boy's practicing his dances in the corner. Oh, I love it. I think he's perfect because especially compared to Vincenzo R, who's like so just business, business, respect the hustle. And then he's just like dancing and so goofy. Like the juxtaposition just makes it great. I love it. All right. Should we wrap the segment up? Yeah, I think so. Um, So overall, I think this was a good K-drama still. You guys still like it? Yeah, I like it. I'm just, I don't know why we got so goofy about it. We're doing so well for like 75% of the podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, so next week we'll be reviewing two more episodes. So I think there was only two that came out this week. So we'll just be, we'll just be reviewing episodes seven and eight um and actually we're gonna also be picking up alchemy of souls season two you don't even have to announce it like it was a potential like that we didn't do i know that's true but i'm excited that it's coming out this weekend so happy to watch it do we know if all the episodes are coming out at once i don't know but we will at least watch the first two if they're not all coming out okay and then we also have to do money heist sometime sprinkled in yeah we'll figure that out i think that's coming out this week as well so we'll We'll figure it out. Okay. Pack schedule going into the end of the year. Andy? Or actually, Jenny? Socials? Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. I post your playlist. Uh, check out our Ko-Fi and our Patreon. If you, uh, Patreon, if you want to listen to our soundtrack number one review. Um, and please leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Andy, sign us up. This is the Poacher Post, and we're out.